Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you, well, semi-live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Lizzie and Brian, and I forgot to record another intro-outro because a lot of these are batched up recorded. If you notice, we did not have a interview this past Thursday, just because we have so many of these cool ones that we want to get out to you um, as soon as we can. But make sure you stick around because we have our friend Darrow returning with us this episode to talk about his current tour that he's on, the new music he has putting out, and so much more. But before we jump into it, just a quick reminder, you can go and hang out with us over on EmoSocialClub.tv and also give us a follow over on Twitter at XEmoSocialClubX and on TikTok by the same username as well. And of course, over on Instagram at EmoSocialClub because Brian will probably be there to talk to you because that's the only place he'll talk to somebody through our social accounts. Otherwise, you're dealing with me. That's up to you. Besides that, make sure you are comment rating and subscribing to us as well. So you're up to date on everything that we do do. Thank you so much to everybody the last couple weekends who have come out to our events so far. We have another one coming up this weekend at Beat Kitchen. It is our own show that we will be DJing an emo night after party for with City Mouth, Cali Loco, and Violet Crime as well. Now in Violet Crime, you may be aware of uh, Clint from IT joining in on that band because he is a lead singer so if you want to have some tiktok bestie hangs and emo night vibes make sure you come on through and just pick up some tickets with the ticket link in our link tree bio it's 15 bucks come through have a rad ass time besides that just keep up to date with us we have been trying to figure out days that we are going to be back on stream but it's just been a little bit weird with all of these last minute gigs that we have been getting but we love you guys and we really really appreciate the love and support and with that we'll stop bugging you make it short sweet there's no banter here can't bully brian when he's not here to the fullest extent so we're gonna jump right into it with our interview with darrow welcome to the emo social club podcast broadcasting to you live from emo social club dot tv i am brian and i'm lizzie and we're here tonight back again with friend of the pod darrow Right before he goes on tour. So thanks so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for having me. And very much like right yeah. before. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally sitting next to a pile of birch. <laughs> Actually, though, I don't know if you can see. No, we cannot. Oh, look, exclusive sneak peek. Guys, of, uh... Just literal yeah. roll. <laughs> That's old school. That's like a quarter. Like roll t-shirts and rubber bands with a little sticker yeah. on it old school merch merch i have learned so much from playing shows in new york about trying to sell merch fast-paced environment everything's mm-hmm. dark dark as mm-hmm. fuck you like you can you'll literally spend like 20 minutes looking for a specific size in the dark you can't see mm-hmm. any tags and you gotta like dig through shirts like piles and piles of shirts to find the tags 
and you literally can't find it. And by the time you do find it, or if you never find it, the other per like person that's standing there trying to buy merch is like mm -hmm. disinterested. Like yeah. I've I've been that person, and I've also been like the audience person trying to buy a shirt, waiting twenty minutes, and like experiencing it myself from the other end. But like this tour is mad expensive, <laughs> right? So I need to like make some mm -hmm. money back, and like I'm not trying very hard not to fuck up selling merch because I need that right. money back. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean capitalism sure but also when you're just yeah your own person doing your own merch on tour you gotta be efficient as fuck because you got like i mean you can also only sell merch for like so long of the night because you also have to go on stage and then yeah well i'm not so I actually my best friend whole wide world one of my best friends in the whole wide world is coming on tour with me to do merch for me um but i'm trying to make his life mm -hmm. easy and i'll and obviously i'm gonna be there like at the table as much mm -hmm. as possible but yeah like i actually have help mm -hmm. this time which is crazy even though i'm mo still mostly doing everything by myself i'm not like for the first time i don't actually feel completely alone <laughs> uh that's the difference between yeah, last year exactly <laughs> yeah it's uh don't put uh tape around them which i learned the hard way a long time ago because they definitely get like tape residue that barely comes off afterwards oh. so oh, rubber bands yeah. is the way to go and if you leave that yeah rubber bands so we have these were rolled up by my my girlfriend because she, she's good at rolling <laughs> <laughs> skills <laughs> rubber band and yeah. sticker size sticker and then we try i try to show like there's only one design that's just mm. colorful so like we show this so you can easily pull it out and identify because we have like three or four different designs coming or with this to be able to just see it and immediately know which shirt and design yeah. so smart brain mega mind energy uh anyways sorry i completely no, derailed that, that introduction. Exactly introduction hey no the now introduction listen a bunch of people just learned how to do yeah and people just learned how to effectively roll merch mm -hmm. now it was educational yeah and i guess uh, promotion, it's a hack. You know, that's that's the internet. I'm understanding. Yeah, come see these rolled shirts <laughs> in person on the tour. I'll show you how. I'll show you how show to roll them my shirts. <laughs> uh, but give us, you know, tell us where have you been for the last year? What have you been up to? Yeah, how yeah. has life been? Uh, uh, you know, but let's go month by month. So we had you on. Hey, don't actually don't do that. <laughs> but how has it been since uh, oh. since we had you on last? Okay, so I think it was like in the fall or like the end of summer last year, right? That I, I was so. on here. Yeah. Um, I had released like two songs or like three. Uh, but since then, so I've since then, in the, at the end of August last year, I finished recording my album completely. Um, then that, you know, mixed, edited, and stuff by like January. So between like the months of, and you, like i'm actually going month by month now like i'm, I'm actually yeah, like i was like i mean if it helps it helps to organize your thoughts right? yeah do it <laughs> yeah honestly like for the end of the for end the end of basically winter was my hibernation that's when i was like like you know here um that master plan involves pouring dropping the album you know i basically what i was doing was i took the album once it was finished and mixed and mastered i like reached out to like 
15 to 20 of my fans and I sent them the whole album. And I was like, hey, I want you to rank all of these songs. <laughs> I actually sent them to mm-hmm. you. Yeah, um, yeah. so I, I we like, got a list of them. Yeah. I sent it to Brian. I was like, yo, these, these bang. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so yeah, so I was like, I asked, them, I asked people to rank them um, from their favorite or least favorite to favorite, whatever, favorite to least favorite. Um, and what the general consensus was I mean, like, you know, the average of all of those rankings was how I determined the release order for the songs. Um, and then I was like, well, I had to, like, make tweaks because there are certain songs that just are better for, like, certain seasons. So, like, the one that's dropping tonight at midnight is, like, I think, perfect summer song, or rather the best summer song that I've written. <laughs> um, and so that technically would have been released at a different time had I followed that formula, but I was like, no, this has to be dropped in the summer. And it has to be dropped before I go on tour. I really had to like shift this, like massage that schedule. Um, and so those months I was literally planning this entire year, month by month, like what song was dropping when, when every release would be, like when the lyric videos would drop, when music videos would drop, or would be when I would have to come church, like coming up with like all of these lists of things um and then like i would work backwards from that and be like okay so if the music video is due on this day that means i got to finish the video four weeks ahead of that which means i have to film at least two weeks before that but like i was like (laughs) by the time i had finished the list i was like shit i gotta start doing this tomorrow (laughs) um like it was like like the the because i spent like all of january to like march just like filming content and like making music videos gathering all the assets, like all the artwork for all the singles, getting the artwork finished, taking photo shoots. And, um, and I had to plan like all of this stuff as far in advance as I could, because I also had my eyes set on moving to LA this, um, and so I had to like work that into the schedule figure out like at what point I like cut off the work that I have to do hacking. And I'm currently in that phase mm-hmm. right now. And it's so stressful. <laughs> Jeez, it's so stressful. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing. And then I dropped, you know, a bunch of singles this year. Um, and, I, and I came up with a list of, like, 2022 goals that I was, like, like the, I, I always have, like, a big, like, yearly goal of, like, two or three big um, goals that I'm just, I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. things that I want to check yeah. off for the year. That's what they are. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's, like, they're things that I think that are, like, the next step for for example, um, my goals for this year was to, three goals was, one was to land on one of the big um, press outlets. One, just mm-hmm. one feature. Um, I usually, like, I, I try to get one every year, right? Like, the first was, like, the billboard, and the second was um, alternative press, and, like, third, you know, like, every year I try to get one big one. And so this year it was Rolling Stone India. Um, and I'm still not finished releasing music yet, so I actually have hope that we might get some big. But we checked that off already. Like I was satisfied by my last press piece that I'm like, I don't give a fuck what happens now. Like with <laughs> press wise, like I'm cool, I'm satisfied. And uh, number two was landing on my first Spotify editorial playlist, which I did earlier this year too. Um, and so I checked that one off, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck what happens <laughs> with Spotify playlisting for the rest of the year because like I hit my one goal. Um, anything else is icing on the cake. And the third is touring, which if, you know, barring any like crazy, uh, crazy, like world ending things happens in two days. So 
that's the third thing on my list. And so um, that's kind of how I like section off my year. And I've just been working at each one, um, try to get them off. And then next year, I'll like I'll have more, more goals or whatever. Depending what ends up happening. This I feel like this is like a really healthy like goal yeah. set. Like you're not overshooting it. You're just like, let's be realistic. Let's go with one or two. We're not well, going to go for like 10, especially because yeah. like I feel like if you don't hit that goal, then you feel worse about yeah. it. And I used to I used to have those types. I used to like I used to think that like things happened so much quicker than they actually do. I used to think like, oh, one big press piece, someone's going to call mm. me tomorrow. Like, no. Um, and it just like things like that happen at the weirdest time. Um, it's ever, ever predict when things like that happen. So I just like what I try to do is I try to other people have done it. Um, specifically like within my niche or my genre, like basically the all the bands and artists that I look up to. Um, and not even like, you know, the ones at the very top, but like the ones that are like just just getting their foot in the game. I'm constantly like trying to learn from them, even though I've never met them and or or ever really even spoke to them. Um, but I am just like closely watching what I don't know. Just I don't know, see how I can continue to progress or whatever. Um, but I used to be like so hungry at the very, and I still am, but like I'm a little more focused with it. Like when I was young, a couple years younger, I was like going for everything mm -hmm. all at once. Um, and now I kind of like focus on a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Lizzie doesn't know this yet, but I've been putting together our project management uh, function for behind the scenes for wow. us too, because I'm like, yeah, I've got like, like my brain is just like running through like, oh man, we got to do this, 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 this. And I'm like listening to you talk yeah. about reverse engineering it. And I'm like, damn, man, that sounds actually really easy. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I could just, all right. So we got to have this out by this date. Oh, fuck yeah, nice. that'll work. So I'm like listening to this and I'm like, this is Hell literally yeah. what I need to do now. And Lizzie was going to find out and go, Brian, stop this. Stop all of this. Tear it down, bastard. <laughs> Bestie. I, bestie bestie non-derogatorily <laughs> bestie aggressive in that situation mm -hmm. <laughs> honestly i never really like thought about like applying that formula outside of music but i guess you could right you could pretty much apply that to any i mean yeah like field or passion you're uh you know trying to find a new job right you're like okay i need to like get my resume it's like anytime you have like a bunch of different steps to get to something and maybe like if you're like anyone in the music industry, you got way too much shit to do. It's like trying to find yep. all of the different things you need to do, prioritize them. There's like so much shit you don't even know you have to do yet. And you're like, okay, I didn't know I had to do that. And now rather than like dropping everything to just do that thing that comes up, you got to go, okay, how can I fit this in with all of the other things that I've planned for and, and uh, goal yep. set and, and how do I align that with everything else? And this also comes from working in like the corporate world and it's like, man, you just gotta be like, yeah, that's a thing though. It's, it sucks. Cause like I, I like, I work mm -hmm. a nine to five. So like, that's probably where I get it. Yeah. And I mean, it makes sense. Nine to five capitalism the industry is completely capitalism. So like, it's just a reflection. Of the we capital. did it. <laughs> like the society that we, we yeah. made art. So capitalist. I'm just like, <laughs> Oh no. Fuck. Listen, they took the yeah. NFTs took over art to be like, hey, you want to own things, really? And it's like, 
hey, hey, we do. We don't we don't need NFTs. Can we can but we only not? animated draw? It's more like Okay, I'll argue that it's not capitalism. It's just like like the capitalist side is the working for the 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 capital, the profits, the profit seeking motive. This is not where I thought this pot was going to go, but we're going to go that there. I was about to say, wow. No, we're going to get into it. It's not about the profit seeking motive. Oh, it's down. about working with other people and achieving the things you want to achieve, not because like I, you want to have the most money. It's because like uh uh lizzie and i have now a a more current uh uh motto of we just want to do fun shit like that's it that's all we want that's so it. how Legit. do i achieve yeah. the fun shit motive not the profit seeking motive <laughs> it's the fun seeking motive right. not the profit seeking motive <laughs> i mean that's literally what that's the only thing that anybody wants mm -hmm. to do ever if you think about it I just want to work so I can not like not have to worry about eating, being able to sleep mm -hmm. so that I can exactly. have fun at some point. Like everything we do is like always to like reserve a future time where we can have fun, save up for that trip so yeah. we can have fun. like and like we get older and we get like really grinded down, aided by our jobs and then like don't have time to have fun we can't have fun it's too expensive to have fun so we don't mm -hmm. have fun and then we forget what it's like to have fun and then like all you know is life without fun and like then you like after a while you just forget like why did i even get this job in mm -hmm. the first place that sounds so dystopian like a dystopian novel They're like do you remember when you had fun no <laughs> then like yeah. one person goes off into like some other realm They're yeah like, guys <laughs> i found this thing called fun crazy <laughs> full of life <laughs> Voiced by Kristen Stu. No, that, but seriously though, like that's that's what it is, and it's like um, but that's why doing music or like finding fun in art, like you said, it's I think that's why it's valuable because like that is something that can be fun, I guess, and profitable, mm -hmm. which is why there's still capitalism. But like, like it's for me, it's like I go to work so just so that I can do this. Like this is the only reason I have a job. And it used to be, I used to want to do everything. Like, like I said before, like I wanted to be an engineer and a producer. So like I was also engineering bands and producing bands too on the side, in addition to like doing all this other stuff. And I, none of it was fun. <laughs> none of it was fun because all of it was like, was, I was just so exhausted and broke all the time. And uh, if you don't have the money to survive, then the things that you try to do for fun are mm -hmm. not fun. And then, but then there's also like that fine line where if you're trying to do the things for fun to like make it pay for itself, it starts to become fun because it's, now it's yep. work again. And so like, that's the line that I've, I'm constantly struggling with. Yeah. You're, you're hitting on something that I think a lot of bands and anybody who does like more of a creative, hesitate to say hobby, but like, you know, people who are not like professional Project. Yeah, yeah, like uh, people aren't professionally doing like a podcast, professionally doing engineering. Like they're not already in the business, so they're not professionally doing it. Uh, Alice says creative pursuit in the chat. Yeah, a creative pursuit, you know, and it's like, yes, this isn't going to pay my bills. I have to do this. And there was always this like sense of like when I uh, when Jeff Rickley from Thursday would be like, 
yeah so there i am like off of tour working at the urban outfitters and it's like yeah like you have to you don't make enough money going on warp tour you don't make enough money to to live off of for the entire year off of selling music and of course mm -hmm. he was very like no steal my music I, I i just want you to have it just just take all of thursday's music i don't give a shit uh and you're obviously going to have to get a second job that gives you the freedom to do all of the other things that you you want to do with that. And I think a lot of bands now Here. start to feel like, yeah, this is just what it is now. Like we ha we all have nine to fives. The band is is yep. our creative pursuit. But in that, there's also been a lot more freedom where like fans aren't just looking at you like, oh, my God, you're like this, like rock star and like you sleep until three and you just like hang out backstage and you're drinking all the beer and talking to all the friends and and then that's friends. it that's your whole life you know it's like no yeah. i i have uh work and i do a lot for both my day job that gives me the money and the opportunity to do all this other stuff too yeah it's that's what it is like it's Capitalism is the passion killer. <laughs> it really is. Because, like, I guarantee anybody, I guarantee anybody that if they were given the option to, like, sincerely given the option to not have to work and just do what they want to do for fun, like, that be the thing that they do, nobody would be in offices. Like, nobody, like, would choose to do the yeah, thing. I might do the thing. Uh, <laughs> I like spreadsheets, man. I like working on stuff. That's fine. And I like you can make all of our spreadsheets. There's I don't not know enough, there's not enough data <laughs> in this shit. Fair. Like, yeah. That's and, fair. like, whoa, you want to see my spreadsheets, dude? Oh. Dude, we're about to trade spreadsheets after this? About to Yo. trade spreadsheets. You should see my tour spreadsheet. It's probably like, it's probably like 20 megabytes. That's data of just numbers. Guys. Guys, if you're not in the Twitch oh, stream, no. you're about Files. to miss some live streamed data analysis. <laughs> you oh guys, you guys are missing God. out. You guys are like this audio <laughs> podcast. I can't even see the spreadsheet. <laughs> I missed the stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, no, seriously though, like it's mess right now. Um, and I'm, we're like, I think all of all musicians and all bands are like navigating, like. We're all like, this is new to everybody, right? Like, obviously we've never been, like, inflation's never been this high. The economy's never been this bad. We've never been in COVID before. Like everything that's happening right now, it's still like, we're still in crisis <laughs> mode. We've just gotten used to it. You know, like we've like adapted to the new, like I, I genuinely do not believe it's going to be, mm -hmm. we're like, we're not going to return to any semblance. Mm -hmm. Right. The pandemic was like, that was like, like like a hey, you guys, did you guys watch the doctor strange oh, yeah. movie or like like the what if oh, yeah. series like you know the part where the ancient one comes back and like this is a finite mm -hmm. point in time and you can't like when when mm -hmm. rachel dies Wait, was her name yeah. yeah when rachel dies you can't break that the pandemic is that for us and like it like it's as we were in this new timeline of like this is just mm -hmm. how it is now like gas is through the roof supply chains fucked uh live touring is was fucked and now it's so like the floodgates have opened and so extraordinarily oversaturated with touring yeah. musicians bands and stuff that like it's it was so hard for me to book given i have never went on a full tour before like this so like i understand it's a little tough um but the nightmare that i had with booking this tour like it took me like i was booking since january and i didn't finish 
yeah. last week. I remember it's, you it's were just, asking, you asked me multiple times too over a few months. You're like, who do you know in Chicago? And I'm like, how do we not have any dates in Chicago for what you're looking for this like far out? Well, okay. So here's, I have a theory on this and this is like, there's no, no evidence to back <laughs> this up. It's just my hunch. Conspiracy um, theory time. This is my conspiracy on. theory about the touring. <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, just get get like spreadsheets of when every show was Dude, booked. You have no idea time. how much so that I would think... like excite me to do. So I'm not Dude, gonna do it. Brian. Right? Dude, seriously though, you could yeah, write an article about that. Like yeah, that could, could be something you'll publish that on AP somewhere. Uh, alternative um, press, yep. <laughs> pitch it. Pitch it. Um, I thought you I thought you meant associate yeah, press. I, I think, I'd have I to, I'd have to write that like, with you. Yeah. I'd have to write that with you because right. you don't you like commas too much and I don't too many characters. Unnecessarily. Oxford. Like, why touring is bro broken this year? <laughs> um, okay, so so my theory is that obviously we know like because COVID had canceled years shows, like this was the first full year where like basically the entire country was. So that was always going to happen mm -hmm. this. Year. Um, there was always it was always going to be notoriously hard to book this year because of all of the rebooking from the previous couple of years. Um, and in the last three years, there have been so many acts that have completely blown up, started and blown up in the last yeah. three years. Like, um, and those artists, for the most part, some of them like, had touring experience, a lot of them didn't. Like a lot of them were TikTok mm -hmm. artists, bedroom producers. Like they got signed to major deals and stuff, but like they had toured before. So you have nationally signed major label touring acts touring the country, but they're not going to play at MSG or like, you know, Terminal 5. They're going to play at like uh, the Subterranean mm -hmm. or like, you know, like, like the, the small bars in like the local mm -hmm. spots in every town that all the local bands are like, you know, known for going to. Uh, for getting booked at and now all of a sudden these really small like 100 capacity venues are like getting booked by nationally touring acts with like mm -hmm. clout and a lot of them are not booking local acts to start for them they have full bills touring with them of other signed major artists signed um with no touring experience and it's fine that's mm -hmm. that's fine like i hell yeah fucking play show like play music that's the best thing in the whole world um but what but what it ha what caused like what it what resulted in that was local bands were unable to book shows that they were normally just easily able to just walk onto mm -hmm. shows for, right? Like, like almost like they had like house gigs there. And um, the venues were like, well, we have like so-and-so from RCA booking our venue. So maybe we really should like, you know, raise the tier that it for the bands and they stopped booking local bands and fuck it. Like, literally fucking forget it if you're a like a small act like me from mm -hmm. coming like coming from a completely different place like they won't even open your email um and so i think a combination of those two things plus like everybody is going on tour because this year that we can and that make made it so extremely hard to just break through anything any type of and so um during january and march i was like standing up hundreds and hundreds of emails like i was getting bills ready in every single city i like reached out to like 20 bands from every city i got three or four people were like yes i'll play with you you know the dates and stuff 
like I had bands and stuff lined up in every local city that I was going to so that I could pitch it to the venue for a show. I was like, hey, like I already have a full bill and they're all locals. Like, you know these people. They've already played your venue plenty of times. Um, no response, no response, no booking, no response. Like, and it was like for months and months and months, nobody was responding to me. And then all of a sudden, in like one week, everybody sent me response. Sorry, we're booked for the, we're booked until October. Holy like shit. that's literally what ha that happened in like four different cities within two days. Like, like Philadelphia, like my hometown for some reason. Um, obviously New York, Atlanta, like all of them got me, got back to me in two days. We're like, sorry, we're booked until the fall. Same. I'm like, I've been emailing you yeah. since January. Like, like where have you been? Like, seriously. So like, then I had to like completely, completely like, like throw apart my entire tour plan and start a brand new one from scratch. Like there isn't a single venue that I'm booked at now that was on my original list. There isn't, there's maybe two bands on the entire, like all of my shows with like the bills that were from the original, um, from my original list. Like this is a completely different tour that I had spent four months planning. Crazy. I like spent all that work for no reason. <laughs> hey, it was to teach you to get there. It's not for no reason. It's just, you know, you had to get some data and you an an analyzed it. I know. And then you're yeah. like, nah, you know what? Not happening that way. But my my point is that like like COVID like I was like going off of like mentor like a lot of people were helping me telling me what to do like when to do um, because they had so much prior experience touring and none mm -hmm. of it applied because the industry is completely different now everything is literally completely different now because of COVID and it's just I I feel like I have to relearn the entire music industry. I mean yeah you do <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly. And I guess, I mean, honestly, most of the industry doesn't know what's happening either. Everything's very reactive. Yeah. And a lot of people did kind of like step back from the time. And if they decided to s jump back into whatever they were doing in the music industry after like quarantine and lockdown, it's like, they're like, I don't know what's going on. Like my contacts aren't here anymore. They got let go or they just left. And there's these new different things that are going on. I'm like, well, yeah, because you were gone during a really pivotal time, which I understand yeah. why, but all these new things are going to happen and change and then you're going to be a little bit behind which sucks but i i've been noticing that a lot just like in general with how yeah, that's actually a really good been point. operating yeah it's like we we like shed we shedded our we molted <laughs> now there's a completely different <laughs> completely different being. Just a bunch of new snakes out here uh oh god it's <laughs> Looking for some new music? The club has your back with our bangers only picks of the week. End of the Pod Gold Steps announced a new song called Front Row along with their new signing to Revival Records. Check it out. Pop punker Sherry Amore reminds us that romance isn't always for everybody with their new single, Love's Not Your Thing. And from Take This to Heart Records, Thanks I Hate It, have their new single, Wet Hot American Bummer.
If you like what you hear, make sure to check out our Spotify playlist, Bangers Only, to keep up to date with the hottest tunes. Also, like, thinking about the emo, like, like all of the things that happened that got really big during the last two years, uh, like, uh, Look, I'm gonna go data analytics because we're already on this now, and I'm like, I'm gonna fuck with it. Oh, There's yeah. a guy okay, who gave okay. a TED talk, and he talked about Flex. how, uh, like, what kind of music gets popular during different times of like, if it's a uh, you know an economic recession, what types of music genres are more oh. popular? If it's uh, an economic you know boom, are we we're doing well? What kind of music is popular? Because obviously, that's things that will affect what you want to listen to. If you're generally feeling good you probably don't want to listen to like a bunch of sad shit they they found that like yeah, yeah it, it it is affected like that but now that you have all of everything all of the time <laughs> everything everywhere all the time or whatever i still haven't seen that movie and i'm so sorry and don't yell at me uh you have i know i know i saw dr strange I'm silent i'm not... like it's better that and i'm like i get it i get it i want it but i'm getting there you know I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it's just, it's just different. It's the most beautiful movie I've ever seen, yeah, but it's I've different. I've heard so many, so, so many good things about it, and I really want to see it. But, uh, yeah, you have all of these different opportunities, and people are just able to make whatever they want, however they're feeling. And, like, there is no, like, firm, full cultural movement towards, like, one thing. It's a, it's a culture movement towards everything. <laughs> so, like, the emo revival Honestly, gets big, yeah, and everyone's funny. like, all we want is this. And now people who weren't even playing with their band anymore are like, uh, we're going to go on tour and we're going to do a bunch yeah, of Yeah, it's like, stuff. we're going to come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, let's go to the gym tomorrow and go on tour next week. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got to get my diet like, back. I, 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 dude, I've been telling myself this whole year that I was going to go back to the gym. I mean. Right now, like, my workout is carrying yeah. boxes up. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Listen, you're you're getting your endurance up. Mm -hmm. You're learning how to breathe while holding heavy things and running around. That's, yeah. that's all working out is. Yeah. So <laughs> if you see, yeah, if you see me on tour with a box in my, and now you know why I'm, I have a box on tour just to yeah. fitness. That's your it. weight. I, I've gotten used. To it. I mean, you, <laughs> bands. You know, when you're playing the shows, and if you're not just like backstage drinking massive amounts of beer and being lazy, like you know. You can you can get there. It's 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 a pretty active yeah. job if you're doing it right. If you if you have at least three emergencies minimum a night where you have to sprint or run mm. around, you're fine. Being an event coordinator <laughs> will definitely be cardio. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, that that being any type of. <laughs> I hate. I like. I like. I used to be. I'm very type A, and I normally am. But like, when I'm responsible for like. I'm, when I'm responsible for the outcome of something that is not something that I truly care about or that is not like my personal thing, I get so mm -hmm. like I can like I can plan this tour and stuff because like if it fucks up, then I fuck it up and it's my fault. And like I'm like I'm fine with that. Like I, I made plenty of mistakes. So, but if I fuck something up that is someone else's passion thing, I'm like oh shit, I don't know if I'm gonna <laughs> do this. Right? Listen, I don't like. If, I don't it, want if that. it's a corporation, though, it doesn't matter. Dude, honestly, I would do it on yeah. Purpose. We've been talking about the villain arc, but it's a hero villain arc where you're the villain to somebody who is also a villain, which makes you the hero. It's like two wrongs do make a right. The anti-hero. Well, yeah. I, uh, I've been in the corporate job for so long that I've learned. Hell yeah. 
It's me. The time waster. It's me. <laughs> Sorry, I did not mean to interrupt you. No, it's okay. <laughs> I would rather talk about so being we can... the villain. So aside from being uh, the villain and maybe potentially causing accidents, which is also the new title oh my of God, upcoming this album fucking... in August. Uh, <laughs> that was smooth. She's <laughs> been working on these and she's doing a great job. But also, I love listen, that. I don't have seven years of journalism school under my belt for nothing. I was about to say. Smooth I transitions. Was <laughs> I was like, that was. <laughs> I couldn't have written that myself. That's if not, I, if, that's not even you, written. It's on. It's in my mind. He's been planning this the Gosh. whole time. It's <laughs> mega mind energy on like six yes, hours of sleep. <laughs> the album is called Accident. Yeah. I don't. I guess. I, I guess this is it. This is the announcement because I, I haven't actually. Oh shit! We it <laughs> shut it down. We've shut been it down. doing this a lot lately. We fucked up. We've we been doing up. this a lot really lately. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'll make a post. I'll make a social media post. Except tomorrow, my next song drops, and whoo, the banger. Shit, I guys. think it. It is ironic that we announced I, it before you did, and it was an accident. I'm just saying. No, that's the best. It honestly. all comes like, together. I, energy. So, do you guys want to hear the song? Yeah. Yeah. podcast we just listened to it pretend it's happening right yeah. now uh and now i'm going to tell you about music licensing on the internet and how <laughs> hey guy uh -oh. this is like you've heard the term good trouble right like where you have to like kind of like you have to like push the boundaries to like develop them i think a little bit like there are rules, okay, but there's okay. like hard and fast rules. And then there's like, you know, oh, we think this is it. But you kind of have to like stress test things. And I think that like mm -hmm. playing music and and challenging DMCA is like good trouble where it's like most artists want their music out there. Most artists want people to hear it. Yes. Most artists don't give a shit because the money that they're losing from the label is not going to the artist anyway. It's going to the label. And you. And you know why artists don't care about the Digital Millennium Copyright Act? And it's because artists didn't come up with that. Yeah. It was corporations. Capitalism. We keep coming back to it. Why? So that they could <laughs> earn more fucking yeah. money. But artists, artists don't artists give a just fuck. want people to hear their their art. Like that's why they make music. It. That's why yeah. everyone. That's why everybody still says nowadays. Like I don't like. I don't feel like more people say it nowadays. But I think it's like low key here and there, and like implied to an extent. And it's like to get my music anywhere, wherever. Mm -hmm. It's like. Like wink, wink type of thing. So there, I had a conversation with somebody about this recently, and I can't remember how it started, but the, the conversation was talking about how, well, if somebody is passionate about what they do, right? Um, that in and of, of itself is kind of hard, mm -hmm. right? Because I feel like it's, it's like a take one, takes one to know one type of thing. It's like you have to, you have to be like really passionate about something to be able to identify if someone else is equally passionate about whatever it is they do. 
because of like it's all you think about all you talk about eat sleep breathe like literally everything you do is pointed towards that one thing um and you can easily see that with other people right um at least like at least in my opinion i don't know if everybody can but um you can tell easily about the people who are doing it because they're passionate about it and the people who are doing it because they want to make money mm-hmm. off of it and it's it's an extreme like if you know if you can identify that because the industry is chock full of like that it's an, it's a very profitable industry, industry. um right um and <laughs> and it's like so of course there's people like that of course there's people like that because it wouldn't be the way it, it wouldn't be an industry if it wasn't full of people trying mm-hmm. to make money um, which is like, yeah, that's fine. Like it make your money so you can sleep, eat and breathe or whatever. Um, but you can always tell, like if there's a person that's like making their music because they just want to fucking make music and they're not like the first thing to think about is like, how do I get my song out there? Not how much am I going to mm-hmm. offer this, you know? Um, and like, it's like, that's the, that's always kind of been my mindset for navigating the industry. I just genuinely don't trust anybody that is in mm-hmm. it for the money. And I can tell, like, have, after having conversations, I can tell if, like, you're somebody that is just doing this to make money or if you're just doing it because you genuinely care or, like, you know. Um, and I think that's where, like, there's a lot of stigma around, like, the, about, like being fake and people, like, cloud chasing. And I, I think that people that, like, are acceptable to that may not be as passionate about doing as you say, or maybe they are, and maybe they just like are, I don't know. This is just, this is my perspective. Um, but like people who are in it for the money tend to be mm-hmm. toxic. And like, Hundo P, yeah. I have no stats to track that, I'll, but I'll everyone I've interacted it. with who is always like that, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's just like a, that again, this is good. I have no evidence to back this up. You this have just observations my experience. and experience. Look, yeah. That's anecdotal evidence. evidence. But I'm going to do the real data analytics and I'm going to get the gonna actual stats He's going to write another article Guys, for Alternative Press. Check it out. Yeah. I've got so many articles. Can you believe that ESC is about to become also um, <laughs> music writer? I'm going to publish some data on the internet and damn. Damn. <laughs> That's going to be it's game over from everybody. Because <laughs> we have the one guy in the world here who knows how to do math. Hell yeah. In the who music likes industry. to do math? Uh, likes to do fucking yeah, rules. fucking nerd. Guys, no, it's the it's a universal <laughs> language. It means the same everywhere. That's no, it yeah. don't. Yeah. Lizzie, that's literally a line from Mean Girls, by the way. <laughs> that's literally a line because Katie Heron, but Caddy, actually. What what, yeah. what Caddy says is yeah. scripture. We we trust that version of Lindsay Lohan and that version of Lindsay Lohan exclusively. That that version. Yeah. Was what the you goat. don't like pop star Lindsay Lohan? Yeah, it was the I same like era. So yes, I do. Era. Same era. That was a Freaky yeah. Friday era. Freaky Friday. It was and a little bit after, but yeah. And Oof. she put out a record, dude. She put out a yeah, whole dude, ass pop record. Slaps. Yeah, I remember that. I, I, I mean, she owns. About... She has like her own like Greek hotel or yeah. something though. So I feel like we should all just go. Just no, no, we should see? not. I guarantee you, there's Why no upkeep on that hotel. I guarantee you that she has not paid some people to keep that up. In Greece, 
Meek Mykonos. Oh, it's yeah. in Greece. It's no, in she Greece. has not been in. There was, was like a, a Greek there was an hotel. E TV show about it for like two or three seasons yeah. about it. And then they stopped making seasons. She stopped well, cleaning up after herself. You know what city? I'm pretty or sure it's Mykonos. Uh, she was living in Dubai for a while. I know maybe too much. It sounds like I know too much. I was about to say, I feel like we have a way more if I can drop, knowledge on Lindsay Lohan than both of us <laughs> thought we had. If you can drop <laughs> two to three pieces of evidence about something that no one else in the chat or, or who you're talking to knows about, then you're the one with a problem. <laughs> That's hilarious, actually. I, that was, yeah. I, I, I didn't know nothing about Lindsay Lohan basically after Mean Girls. She got really unhinged. Yeah. I think what she oh, did right yeah. after Mean Girls. That's right. I think she like basically disowned her father too. Well, only because her mom told her. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the whole there's other thing. Lot. Oh god, we have so much Lindsay Lohan lore. There's a lot that went on with the Lohan. Oh the triple L's, yeah. Lindsay Lohan. You're older lore. than me and she went to school in Illinois and I was like Where in Illinois? That's it wasn't so Mean Girls takes Brian's place. dropping the ball here now. I know. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have as much information on past Lohan. I only have information on like the past few years, Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so weird. Uh, Badger's challenging the pronunciation of Lohan. I'm saying it. Lo how you say Lohan. it? It's Lohan. Lohan. I'm not saying like that. that way. I'm saying mm, Lohan. Because I'm from Chicago. So anyway, Lindsay Lohan. Uh, oh no. Like. Oh, I'm so excited, by the way, to like hear an authentic Chicago act. I don't think I've ever oh. heard an authentic Chicago act. I think it's just Portillo's. I don't know. <laughs> no, not Portillo's. There's That's, like very. I saw a really interesting article, actually, um, that was like, is Portillo's actually just a suburban and tourist thing? And the answer is yes. Also, tasty as fuck. So don't knock it till you have it. Debatable. And if you don't like it, that's also okay. Wait. Portillo's is, is like, it's like bratwurst. Hot dogs, American, old, uh, or uh, uh, like oh. Chicago dog. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Beef. Yeah. I'm down. If you go up to the northwest side, you can go to Gene and Jude's, which is arguably yeah, better. It is. Or Wiener better. Circle. Wiener Circle. Or also. Super Dogs. If you go yeah. to the right Super Dogs, they have the old <laughs> school like 50s actual like big hot dog people standing on top, and it's a little driving. Mm -hmm. Oh, that sounds dope. It's really cute. That's awesome. City's Plus the people there are really nice. I worked at a. Out. I worked at an event there um, at both of the locations when I was at my other radio stations, and they gave us literally each and every single time one of everything off the menu, and they what? were so nice. I want to do that. I want to <laughs> walk in. I want one of everything. I'm taking a Chicago <laughs> hot, uh, hot dog uh... challenge. Honestly, the this tour is mostly just. You know what? That's do what it. I'm most excited about. <laughs> yeah, Alice couldn't time him out. I, I mean, yeah, the music's gonna be quick. dope. <laughs> I just said he didn't like Portillo's. I'm like, I'm gonna time seconds. this guy out. Yeah, it's ten minutes. I don't like Portillo's either. I'm timing out, Lizzie. Please hold, everybody. Please hold. Really I have rude. to time out. I can't believe him. <laughs> he should, he deleted a comment I did. Um, in a private I chat, I deleted one of her comments. It was, yeah. I was like, why did you delete that? It was literally I was like, just I found it offensive, and only I can read it, so I'm deleting. <laughs> 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 then I unsent something earlier. He's like, "Wow, yeah, I'm I'm like, that you oh, unsent that." And I yourself. said, "Yeah, I'm pulling a you." I was like, "No, I'm pulling a you." Uh, 
The unsend feature is oh, so good. A good move. I'm so happy that that. that... Uh, I also want to mention that Nate Flood is in the chat. And we, could... Lizzie, do you want to make a little hey. uh, transition, quality transition yeah. into uh, uh, into your Nate friend Flood? Nate... <laughs> yeah, your friend Nate Flood's in the chat, and you also have a single coming out soon called Something I'm Not Used To. And is that the one that is coming out tomorrow <laughs> slash Friday? Yeah, that's the one we're about to play. No, tomorrow slash yeah. tonight slash. There we go. Yeah. Midnight tonight. Yes, he's in that song. Um, whew. I wish I could just like. That song was. Okay, so this song is a song that I wrote the fastest. But it doesn't mean that it's like. It doesn't, does not equate to like the quality or level of care. It's just, it was just. The, the idea came to me and it was just like, I knew everything that it needed to be like in an instant. Um, what tends to happen is I usually write the instrumental track for the song first. And then like, I listen to the track. I'm like, how does this make me feel? Da, 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 da. Like, what's the story? And then I write based off of it. But this one, like, like I was high <laughs> and like, sometimes when I like, I, I, I get random passages stuck in my head and I never know if it's something that I heard somewhere that just gets stuck in my head or something that I just like make up in my head. Um, all the songs that I have like just start in my head first. Like, I don't know what triggers them, um, but like I could be watching anime and like I hear the intro song. I'm like, hmm, that's really cool. Sounds like this. Like, and, and I don't even like give it like adjectives that are like mm -hmm. substantive. Like it sounds like, like a metallic, like a metallic string on a piece of wood and like i i that's like the i that's not what i'm like physically saying in my mind what i think about it it's just it just gives me the feeling of metallic string on wood hmm. or whatever that's an ex a really dumb example um but like there's like those tonic qualities i hear like i equate it to the the sound that i hear in my head and then i like try to recreate what i hear in my head with like instruments and stuff like that um and this song was very much like that um and honestly, it was inspired by Meet Me at the Altar. And as we, as <laughs> I was listening we to them, and I was like, yeah, oh my. <laughs> um, this song's easy core. Yeah. And bring it back. Yeah. We've been saying that. We've been saying that for like six months. We said that it's, on the it's last getting podcast, brought back. It's getting brought back. It's getting brought back actively. Um, and this song was like, when, when it came to me, I'm like, like this, this is a love song. And this is like a like not a breakup song but this is like a sappy love song and it's like the first one i've ever written um and like i was like i was just like i was like figuring out the feelings of of like the butterflies right and it's like everything is just at cranked up to 11. Right? like all your emotions and sensitivity is like cranked up to 11 when you get those butterflies and like that's why i wanted this song everything was just like happy to the max and it's just like it's cheesy as hell it's super <laughs> cheesy but like i think in the funnest way um and i'm like i gotta get nate so like i knew that he was he he had agreed to do the song he hadn't heard anything any of the tracks or anything yet so i like you know i wrote all my stuff and i just left the blank spot on the second verse for him. i sent him the tracks and like two weeks later he sent me back like the, the uh, his vocals recorded didn't know what he wrote didn't hear anything and i was like this is and it's so cute and i can't wait for you guys <laughs> to hear it or and we shot a music video for it um that's not coming out for a bit or like i'm actually was literally on the phone with one of my editors 
right before this podcast, which is late, um, about what edits to make. But the video is going to be so oh, yeah. funny. It's like, it's like, it's just, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm All just right. going to wait. We're just, you know, as we accidentally leak everything, we will also slightly leak this new song. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's like, it's like three hours early, at least yeah. for me anyways. Like two hours away from the release action. And right after this, I have to stay up past midnight and like update. Yeah. These days, I always choose a Wednesday, I'm always at work and I'm yeah. People used to do it on, or I guess they do it more on Fridays now, because it used to be Tuesday was yeah. release day. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. I never. I understand Friday like now, but like, I think Friday is just oversaturated with really big mm. artists. Yeah, like, so, like, I actually saw somebody ask this comment on Twitter earlier, late last week, and friend of the pod James Shotwell, he commented on it because he does a lot of like music writing and like music analysis. And he said it's basically because, like, I guess that's when, like, the algorithm begins to reset and filter. So hmm. that's where you'll have to put it in. Which I thought was, like, really interesting that it's, like, on a weekend. Yeah. Because typically, at least from, like, my own observations about, like, my own stuff, the weekend is when I lose the most. Because people are out doing shit, yep. mm-hmm. right? like a lot more competition, um, right? So it doesn't make sense to me that the amount of people, and it's according to what you said, Lizzie. That's because of the algorithm, which is a technological th- yeah. like, reason. Like that's not even a human reason. Like yeah. it's not because of the audience. It's because literal, literal coding tells you to that shapes an entire fucking industry. I'm saying like the music industry is like we don't want anyone to have uh music for free but also we will not figure <laughs> out how to do this we'll just let fucking fucking zuckerberg just tell us like ah put your music out whatever here here's good all right we'll do it like that it's like dude you you have you're like giant companies who are like we can't figure this shit out at all ill you know what's so crazy though it's like bring up the algorithm and it just like made me think of something that like obviously we know the algorithms basically run our lives right now right? like everything like every social media platform is an algorithm and so many of us constantly um and streaming like watching t like tv shows netflix what's suggested what's suggested to you algorithmic like um your news like on your phone like the news app is algorithmic like it used to be that the algorithms were written at least i think the algorithms were written based off of how humans operate like how humans um act and so they would like create algorithms to like you know be able to market most effectively against it now algorithms are controlling our lives and changing the way mm-hmm. we act and like for example, TikTok. Like TikTok was, TikTok is one of the craziest algorithms I've ever, ever, ever mm-hmm. experienced in my whole life. It's like you scroll the app for like thirty minutes and it knows everything about you. Yep. It's like it knows all of your like it knows all of your like guilty pleasures. It knows all of the things that you like. It like things that you didn't even realize that you liked. That like in thirty minutes they got you figured out. It's the craziest thing, and like 
uh, people first got onto TikTok and like nobody knowing what to do. And then like people realized it, like learning firsthand, we saw like what types of TikToks blew up and like what things became popular. And then Pete, and then the next generation of TikTokers or people that come onto the platform are reverse engineering how these people got popular and reinventing themselves to be, you know, it's for the mm -hmm. algorithm. And now like people are changing themselves for the algorithm that was written off of the way that people used to operate. It's the most mind boggling thing. Doing like it's, it's like we're tail analytics. chasing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't know if I go. No, no, no. I, I was actually watching a video the other day uh, that kind of was blowing my mind about like the TikTok algorithm. Uh, it was mostly from like the perspective of race and like how it prioritizes. Like there are a bunch of white men who create algorithms and then it turns out that the algorithms might not be the most egalitarian system in the world yeah. uh, and when it is affecting uh i mean it, to to bring it to the emo culture and the music culture it's like it's affecting artists it's affecting livelihoods yeah. in good ways and in bad ways uh but somebody in that video said i didn't know that i had asperger's or was trans until i was on tiktok and i was like that oh is fucking insane. Yeah, there's stuff <laughs> that's, that's on there. And like, I'll get some stuff that's targeted. I'm like, this is definitely not what I have at all. And like, I'm very, very certain and sure. And then I'm like, but what if? And I'm like, no, mm -hmm. I'm so pretty certain and sure. <laughs> but it's like, there was one time they were like, you might have this disease. And I was like, and I Googled the, the symptoms and I said, mm, okay, so I made a doctor's appointment. Like, you don't have this. What are you talking the about? Like, is we share oh, you have TikTok. this other issue that's very, very mild. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I put too much yeah. trust here. <laughs> that happened to me too. Like I, I thought that I, um, and I actually still might, but like sometimes I think I have ADHD. Um, that might just be TikTok. and there was like <laughs> that's just because you're on tiktok at the moment yeah no i, I actually saw it because i'm like yeah. i'm like i know i don't have like add or adhd because i've you know had other testing done for other things and i'm like they've never diagnosed me with it and i'm just like okay so do they just assume that this is a trending thing and i actually saw on twitter um and instagram that people were saying like yeah i just get so much add adhd content because it's just a trending topic and now we're coming into like this the area of people who are self-diagnosing as like really severe mental illnesses like there's been people online who um pretend to have a borderline personality disorder which is a very severe mental disorder um and very life debilitating they're like oh yeah i have all these different personas and they will do like whole drawn out things for months on it and it is so <laughs> wild they're like, these are my 10 to 15 to 30 personas. And everybody's like, hey, like, that's literally not how this works. This person is lying. Oh, my but God. if you try to say like, hey, um, this person probably doesn't have this. Um, it ne that's not what it is. <laughs> um, and then they're like, no, 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 you're you're being mean to them. You're bullying them. It's like, no, I just yeah. don't think I'm pretty no, sure this just, person doesn't it, have it's it. It's just truth. It's not mean. Yeah. And, you know, there's, like, legitimate doctors mm -hmm. on TikTok that can, like, literally watch that and be like, no, this person, not from what I'm observing, this person doesn't. Yeah, it's like, I'm literally a whole-ass doctor, and that is not it. Also, Badger said yeah. it's, it's DID, yeah. not borderline. And I've also, so that's my bad, but I've also seen people say they have borderline personality disorder, um, and they do not. 
And I'm like, I don't know why you want to lie about having very severe. Yeah, that makes disorder, no sense. You know, to me. things like that. I I feel like it, those people Tension. who do have it are having an absolute terrible time. Yeah. Why would you want to mimic that at all? I've never understood that either. Although I will say, like in <laughs> when I was in like grade school, I used to wish that like I had a broken arm so I could have a cast so people could sign it. Yeah. Um, but, but, that, also, listen, but that that's that's pretty benign though it's like in the that's grand scheme pretty benign. Things, yeah. in the grand scheme of things it doesn't really compare but like you know it's the same type of like um except i wouldn't fucking lie about having a broken arm <laughs> i mean it's a it's a you know Brian? no one, okay uh right i will Brian's gonna be like lizzie i broke my arm i'll be like no i would never do mm -hmm. that no i'd be like i don't think i can <laughs> break my arms i made a steal and then walking around with an arm like this uh <laughs> the harry potter yeah. wobbly arm like gumby like emo gumby let's just relax and uh i do want to mention though <laughs> that i saw your your tiktok about like why is that guy making kissy faces at me and it was like me with a septum ring that cracked oh, my yeah. shit right up <laughs> it's like all right that's a good really, one dude. that's a really good one okay okay so let me tell you like tiktok again is a most fucking random thing and that was that was an instance of me like that was like a planned TikTok. Like I had mm -hmm. that in my head and that was like reverse engineered off of like seeing how other TikToks blew up. So like I'm literally talking about what I was talking mm -hmm. about earlier. Like I'm one of the people that uses TikTok as a marketing platform because otherwise I really wouldn't create content on there. Um, and like I, I like I knew <laughs> I was like I knew this would take me four mm -hmm. seconds to do four seconds so I, it took me four seconds literal four seconds to record and then like maybe like a minute of like the proper mm -hmm. text and is by far the most viral thing i've ever had on mm -hmm. instagram um and i got paid yep. for it i'm like this shit took me like five yep. minutes total and i'm like this is the dumbest <laughs> thing and I'm, like, I'm not like complaining like i'm glad like that's helping me fund mm -hmm. my tour whatever but like like it got like two million views holy and shit yeah, and I'm like, what? Like that, the crazy, and like it did well on TikTok too. It was like 50k on TikTok mm -hmm. or something, um, which is weird to me too. I don't really understand what differences between algorithms, but some things on Instagram do really well mm -hmm. and something horrible. I feel like I we know. also have like more like if I repurpose something from TikTok and put on Insta, we get more hits yeah. and circulation yeah. of those rather than on TikTok, even though we're using pretty similar tags. Mm -hmm. I wonder. It's just um, Zuckerberg versus not <laughs> Zuckerberg versus. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm kind of glad China? I don't I was know the Zuckerberg CEO's versus name China? Of, uh, TikTok. Like, I just want to not know. Uh, I, I just, I just don't want to know who it is. Like, I, I'll, I'll live fine if I just don't have to know a terrible person's name for like a couple of days. The rest of your life. Yeah. Like, I, I, I could go without a Musk. You know, just. Rid, if i could if i could go through uh like kind of musky in here if i could go like eternal sunshine any person out of my brain it would 100 percent be like elon musk or jeff bezos and just be like i don't know who that is i've never used an amazon <laughs> anyway what's up twitch badger get his name out of there i don't care about it <laughs> he dropped the ceo's name like oh. nah no a majority of the 1% do not like the spotlight for a good reason, but also. <laughs> hmm? Honestly. Then. But then it's like that. Uh, we are, 
we're at a, we're at about an hour. I, we'll 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 play this song. So don't go nowhere if you're in the <laughs> if you're in the chat on the Twitch. Uh, but before we we do that, I want to make sure that you have time to to tell everybody who's here where you're gonna be, where they can find out, where they can get tickets to your shows, where they can support you, where they can find mm. when the music comes out. You know where where should they go? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, my Instagram has everything. Um, search me, literally Darrow, D-A-R-R-O, um, Darrow underscore C is at, mm-hmm. at, I guess. Um, I also recently listened to a podcast where someone was like, anytime at the end of a podcast, they like ask you to like link their website and stuff. Um, they just end up Googling your name mm-hmm. and I like, I did, I like, I like, I, I noticed that myself too. Like I listened to a podcast person. I'm like, Hmm. And like their stuff is in the description, but I always just end up Googling their name. Um, and generally you can find them. So you can Google me, Darrow, D-A-R-R-O. <laughs> um, not sure what will come up for you because it's different for every person. Apparently oh. Google, Google is not equal algorithms. The algorithm. Google is not equal for everybody oh, God. or search my Instagram and all my links are there. I'm going on tour starting Friday. I'm going to be hitting up Cleveland, Ohio and Chicago and Cincinnati and Atlanta, Washington, DC. My hometown, Lancaster, PA, Phoenixville, Boston, and Brooklyn. Wait, so are we coming to the Chicago show? I, I yeah, Brian I will have to because I have to be at a wedding. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, Brian will have to. Brian will have uh, to for both of us. Sorry, Bestie. Uh, man, I, I think I got something that night. Next time. You got to go on this <laughs> alone. I'm kidding. <laughs> at his own wedding, another wedding. Um, yeah, it's at... Um, Magoo's, Magoo's Bar. Magoo's? Magoo's, is that what it is? How do you uh, say it? In Bedford Park. Okay. It's one of those. I'll send you those a other ones. Uh, it's not in the city because I couldn't get a fucking so booking. Also, it is, <laughs> yes, there's that. But also, um, there we've obviously had a lot of venues, like smaller venues, especially like closed down from the pandemic. That's true. Uh, yeah. That's a lot true. of them were not great venues in the first place. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. it sucks. Like, so. Oh, it sucks the way you had to close down. <laughs> no, baby, like, stay open. But it it was, <laughs> yeah. Like, they were, they were, they were yeah. right to shut. But it had an overall yeah. effect. Yeah. It had an, it had overall, an overall effect. effect. And, yeah. like, the suburbs generally are not affected by that because, like, they don't have as high of, like, venue taxes in the suburbs. So, mm-hmm. like, there's a period of time where a lot of people were doing it like outside of the major like city area and and yeah. Metro, yeah. Well, also too during like when COVID was, some of the restrictions were just getting lifted. A lot of the suburbs um were like, yeah, like let's just we don't gotta do the city ordinance. We're not in the city. Let's go. So that's also it was what real was concerning going on sometimes. Too. There oh, were like some places where it's just like not following the oh. rules. <laughs> like there is one place um that's in the suburbs that's near it's kind of near me. They were on the news multiple times in one year for during what? COVID quarantine time. Oh, like super spreader for, events? Yeah, playing shows, God. having a whole bunch of... And I was like, you know what? Hate that. <laughs> Hate it. And then just yeah, posting. Not like, a fan. I don't get the point of Black Lives Matter. It's okay, 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 yeah, okay. No, it okay. Was, uh... Stop posting. Someone take away this man's Facebook. Oh, no. Yeah, no, no. It was real yeah. bad. Anyway, that was some of the suburbs. <laughs> Otherwise, okay. it's like house shows. I know there's some um, there's a house show happening out by me 
for one of our friends on Friday, which is ironic because we will be DJing. So I will be nowhere near it, even though it's one of the closest shows. (laughs) Sorry, friends. It'd be that way. We'll be it. Sorry, Maude and Normalcy. Uh, Well, I went to Maude's show. She'll be fine. Uh, We'll also. Okay, so how do I send you this song? Uh, And and if you're in Chicago, you know, hopefully I'll be at Darrow's show. I have to find the exact date. So, you know, let me let me do some data analysis. July 2nd. Saturday, July Saturday, 2nd. July 2nd. So, yep. Next, this, this Saturday. Saturday. <gasps> this Saturday? So, I'm going to let you know I might be coming in real hot because uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be day too, drinking. Apparently. So, I'm coming real hot. Oh, no. Bestie. Hell yeah. yeah so, if you're in dope. Chicago and listening to this, uh, I'm going to be there and I'm going to be coming in, <laughs> coming in spicy and hot, but I'll be there. Just make I'll sure, make sure he's like alive enough. No. afterwards to like just no. <laughs> put me in an Brian. uber i'm done yeah that, that's what i mean just throw them in there it's like when right. you forget so you, something is... and you're like put in the uber i'll get it it's like that <laughs> yeah this is you telling me now to put him in an uber after the show exactly you know what I... do your best but like if you're busy you know we'll let somebody <laughs> else handle it it'll be late it'll be after we yeah. close out brian's gonna message me and i'm gonna be at this wedding with my own little world going on on the opposite side of Illinois. And he's going to be like, um, I'm having a problem. And I'll be like, bestie. I'm, I did I'm not in Darrow's tour here. van and I'm in Nashville. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm in, um, like I'm in like Southern central Illinois, which is pretty. Yikes. Oh, yeah. I'm not going there. <laughs> Nobody asked you to. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're going to go talk with Twitch. We're going to play this song for Twitch. If you missed it, uh, you're, That's not you're you. you know, you, you, you heard it earlier in the episode, I guess. This is weird because it's like, yeah, we didn't hear it yet. But also, like, <laughs> didn't you, the listener at home? Well, also, the song is the song yeah. is out. So you can like just yeah, the song is out by now. But like it. you get the like the cool bragging rights. Yeah. Like, but I heard we're it about before. to be so cool in the future past. We're like we're like the X-Men. <laughs> the X-Men. I got Sir. nothing. Uh, yeah. So we're going to go do that. But if you are, uh, if you're, if you're, you know, nearby where Daryl's going to be, go to there uh, and go listen to the music, listen to the song now that it's out. Let's go get all the stuff, you know, we, yeah. we, we, yeah. you know, Daryl's good because we brought him back. So like, just yeah. let that be Ooh. a lesson to you. You know, we don't bring a lot of people back. No. And you know what? There's only very few. I mean, you know, we're, oh. we're sick of under oath and that's why we haven't had Chris back. <laughs> It's just not true. Oh <laughs> fucking love Underworld, but no, that's not true. It's gonna be like this thing of like, uh, if you haven't come back, do we even really like you? Listen, we Are only have the, the only people who have come back more than twice has been uh, <laughs> friend of the pod, James. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Has. He had him like three or four yeah. times, but he hasn't been back since. He's a he's a he's a real yeah. bestie. Real bestie. I mean, he's the person we actually know. <laughs> it's just like yeah, let's just hang out. With yeah, that no, friend. he's like he's chill and and his. His fiance was on to uh, very chill. Yeah. Everybody's very chill. Everyone very chill. We only bring back our favorite chill besties. I'm yeah. so sick of the words that I'm saying. Non-derogatory besties. Oh, fuck. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> go follow Darrow. Go check out Darrow. Uh, uh, and yeah, we're just really glad we got to have you on again. So thanks for coming by. Yeah, thanks, dude. Thank you. 
Thanks so much for listening, everybody, here on the Emo Social Club. We'll be back next week with another rad episode dropping. And as a reminder, make sure that you're hanging out with us this upcoming Thursday. We are interviewing Ben Jorgensen of Armor for Sleep, and they just announced that they're coming out with new music, and they're back and bigger than ever, and you don't want to miss it. Other than that, this has been Lizzie for Emo Social Club. Brian is doing whatever he is doing today, so vibes. We'll see what happens. Otherwise, I've been Lizzie. Goodbye. Calling Brian bestie non-derogatorily. I said non-derogatory to help me feel better. <laughs>